to see so many here today and uh, also great to have some baby dedications and uh, you know life is so precious the gift of life is a gift of God and so every child born into the world has an eternal destiny and so often we don't understand that but the Bible is very very clear that each child that comes into this world God planned where they would come what family they would be born into and planned with them gifts and abilities and talents and planned an assignment for them to fulfill in the earth. And the Bible's very clear on that. It says, uh, where his workmanship in Christ Jesus created for good works that God prepared before, before we were born, that we would walk in them. So every one of us is completely unique. So when a child arrives into the earth, it's a cause of celebration. And no matter what the circumstances, no matter what has surrounded that birth, God is always glad that the child is brought into this world, an eternal being entrusted to parents. And so frequently we consider children as being our own, as my children, my family, my dad. rather than actually seeing this is just an entrustment to the Lord. They enter the family, they leave the family. They're an entrustment from God for a season. And so when we today come and dedicate the children, what we're doing is this, where we're acknowledging the child is a gift of God entrusted to us and we have a role and so when we dedicate a child that means to set them apart for a special purpose so the act of dedicating a child is the act of setting them apart believing that God brought them into this world to be a unique person with a unique influence in the world and we're bringing them before the Lord and saying God we dedicate this child to you and we ask that your hand would come upon the child to guide them and direct them into their destiny we also pray for the parents too because when the parents dedicate a child they're acknowledging the child doesn't belong to me the child is an entrustment that comes from God and will go back to God I have a role an important role and a responsibility assigned to me to guide this child's life so it comes to a knowledge of Jesus Christ and discovers the purpose God put them into this world. So parenting is an enormous responsibility. I think so many of the values and the things surrounding this have been lost in our culture. But today we honor that children come from the Lord, they're a gift from God, they're a heritage that will return to Him, and we celebrate the arrival of each child that we dedicate today, and we stand with the parents and the family to bless them and pray for them. God will give them the courage to withstand culture and guide their, their child into a life that will bring honor to the family and honor to the community and add value. Amen? So praise the Lord, Kate. Would you like to just know? I just want to celebrate with the O'Keeffe's today. Oh, this lovely grandma has welcomed twins from her daughter this morning, isn't it? That's so exciting. Excitement, yeah. So all have arrived. Welcome them into this world. What a legacy. Awesome. So what we're going to do now, I'm going to call out the family's names, and we'd love you to come on up uh, with your children. And if you've got support people here, they may be extended family or friends that you would like to bring up with you, please do that. And then uh, after we've prayed for you, um, we want you to stay on the stage, and uh, David Wright is here. He's going to take photos of you and your families right down here. So um, can we have Carl and Ricky Lee and uh, their three children, Trepane, Caesar, and Astaria J. They come. And if you've got family or friends, come on up. Awesome. And we've got um, Mikey and Courtney and their little miracle. Kani Talker, come on up. And your family. If you've got people you would like to bring up, you're welcome. And, uh, and we've got Sunny and Aroha, and they are dedicating Emmy today. And if you've got family or friends here to support you, come on up too. Uh, we've got May and Malatai and their son Samuel. Come on up. Come on, church. Let's give them a big... Let's get up. And we've got Tavani and Moira, and they're dedicating Rosie Kate. So come on up and bring your family and your friends with you. That'll be fantastic. So what we'll do, we'll get you to stand in family groups. Stand with your your spouse or your partner and your family.
family being dedicated. Okay, we have one of the pastoral couples uh, with each of these. Yep, so we've got, um, we've got leaders here ready to pray. So if you're oh. here to pray, then um, come on around the front. Oh, come on, let's give a clap to all these families. Eh? It's wonderful. So this is what we'll do. I'll, I'll pray a general prayer blessing over each of the families and children. And then uh, the couples that have come up, pastoral couples, will pray specific prayer and also uh, uh, prophesy over the child. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we thank you for each precious child. We welcome them. We declare and speak welcome to each child here today. And we dedicate you, we set you apart for a special purpose that God has for your life. We pray the blessing of God upon you. We pray favor upon you. We pray wisdom upon you. We pray the hand of the Spirit of God upon you to lead you and guide you and direct you. We pray for each family, each parent represented here and grandparents extended family and Father, we pray blessing. We pray the bonds of love will deepen and grow, that this child will be a strength to the family and the family will be a strength and a source of guidance to each child. Father, we bless these children in Jesus' name. As you finish praying, I want you to just uh, open up so that the photographer can get a photo of the parents with the child. So, okay. Got all those ones? Okay. Over here. bless these families today. We bless them. And so after the service today, if we can just remind the parents that they're going to meet David out in the foyer, just for another quick photo, just so we get a really great photo of him. Fantastic. Kate, talk to me about, we had one of our young ones come up in the prayer meeting. Who was that? Uh, Boston? 
Yeah, so uh, I just want to testify. We've got. Where's Boston? He's hey. there, he's on the camera. He's on the camera. So uh, we've got some really exciting things happening in church. And for us here at Bay City, prayer is a really important part of who we are. Yeah. And uh, I want to honor every person that prays. We've got people that pray on their own and they pray for our church. There's people that text me on a Saturday and they say, what can I pray? What are you, what are you believing for? I want to honor you today. There's people that pray yes. that they're part of, they're praying in twos and they're praying at different times through the week. And we've got prayer meetings as well. And so we've got groups all over this church that pray, and they're praying for you, and they're praying for our community every week, and I want to honor you today, but something that stood out to me the other night was uh, we had a prayer meeting, and um, Boston was there, Boston's just turned 17, and he was one of Turn the camera around onto you, Boston. Close up on Boston, please, (laughs) from someone. And uh, Boston was part of our team that went to Taiwan recently, and these guys are going to share in the next couple of weeks, so you've got to be here for this because God's really moved on their lives. But um, I, I put Boston on the spot in the, in the worship rehearsal after the prayer meeting, and I said, why did you come to the prayer meeting? And this was his response. It wasn't prepared. This was his response to me. And he says, because it, he's, he said this. He said, it's my responsibility to take my place and step up in this church and take my place to pray. What a challenge is that, eh? We've got young people that understand the responsibility to stand up and take their place and pray for our city. You know what? Church, our community's in good hands. When young people, when teenagers are saying, I'm taking my place, I'm stepping up, I'm not doing what everybody else is doing, but I'm stepping up and I'm taking responsibility for what's mine. My high school's mine. My high school belongs to Jesus. Amen. We want to, we can talk till we're blue in the face about all the problems that are going on in our community. But we need people that will stand up and say, I'm taking my place. I'm standing up and I'm taking my responsibility as a Christian and I'm blessing my community. I'm blessing my school. So we want to honor you, Boston. But I want to honor every person here that has taken their place, that prays. And if you're not, and if you don't know how, and you say, I don't know where to start, then come and talk to us afterwards. Because we'd love you to be part of it. We'd love you to be part of it. Awesome. Joe and Joe. Yeah. We're heading over to the Joes. Morning. Good Joanna morning and Joanna. I know. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, actually, Beautiful. We're, we're two of the founding Joes <laughs> from, from this house. And, and, and another funny, exciting thing is my birthday's on the 23rd of April and Joe's is on the 24th of April. Woo! It's better and better. So welcome again this morning, church. Hasn't it been an amazing morning already? So good, but we love this place. So welcome again to our visitors, and there's amazing people down the back there for the visitors' lounge after church. If you'd like to go and make them welcome, introduce yourself, and then welcome again to our online congregation. Yes, we would love to come and meet you down in the in the visitor lounge. There's lovely people there. They've got the best jokes. Come down and say hello. We'd really love to meet you. So, ladies, remember this Friday. When is it? This Friday, what do we want? Clothes. When do we want them? Now. So just remember to go and clean out your wardrobe, bring them in during the week. We need your clothes. It's going to be an exciting time. Yeah, it's a great event to bring your unsaved friends, your family, your colleagues. It's a really safe place to come. They have a great time. It's, um, yeah, it's a, it's a great, great night. Anyway, Father's Day, we yes. have got some spot prizes. Woo! When you came in this morning, you would have got one of these. If you didn't get one Anyone of these, Dad, missed out. put your hand up real quick and we'll get one to you because no you don't want to miss out. No man left behind. No man left behind. Got one over here. And put your hand up straight. Nikki, do we have a, some numbers to draw? Bag with numbers. Bag with numbers. Bag with numbers. Yeah. Otherwise we can just Otherwise we can just randomly call out some numbers. Some numbers. <laughs> Anyone got I know some? what number Doug Birds is, so it might I know up. what number I've got. <laughs> oh, here they come. Yes. With right. security. Follow that bag security. <laughs> yeah. All right, what have okay, we got? Cool. Okay, so cool. I heard that these survival packs were Very put much. together Thank by you. a dad with over twenty Thank years you. experience. So Ooh. they gotta be good. What do we got in here? Socks, uh, socks. We got chocolates. chocolates. We got chocolates. All right, let, 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 let's go. Let's go. Go, go, go. Fast games, right. good game. Go, Joe, go. Good go. games, fast games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's coming, it's coming. Number 158. Oh! Put your hand up. Oh, there oh, he is. Oh, nice. Come on. All right. 
Oh, what have we got in here? Thank you, mate. Thank you very much. Oh. Another survival pack. Oh, yes. All chocolate, right. chocolate. Here we go. Okay. You draw, you draw. Come in, 86? Is it 86? 85? 85, 85. Oh, sorry. Oh, there's too many in there. There's too many in there. Okay, what have we got? Oh, 170. 170. Ooh, 170. Woo, down the back. Come on, let's run up. There's some awesome, awesome, yummy awesome. treats in there. All right, another survival pack. Let's oh, go. Look. Pringles, Dave, I here. love Pringles. What Dave, have we got? Dave, Dave, Dave. Let's go. Oh, they're nice quick socks. Quick game, quick game. Aren't they nice socks? Come on, Dave. 85. 85. Oh, 169. 169. Well, that was close to 170, wasn't it? 169. Oh, have we, who have we got? We see him. 169. Oh, there Woo! he is. Well done. There he is. What else have we got? Another survival pack. It's really oh, good. There's some deodorant in here, which is very helpful. We Shut love up. deodorant in our house, lots of boys. <laughs> First we've got wheat bits. Can't go wrong with wheat bits. What do we got? What do we got? Next. 101. I don't know, what one. Because all the um, high numbers. Thank you, Someone was close. Yeah. Come back there. Awesome. Oh, thank you, honey. <laughs> well done. All right, what have Ooh, we got now? Meat pack. Meat, meat this pack. This is very important. Can I get you to draw one out? Staple diet. What have we got? Who have we got? 85. Number 66. Ooh, 66. 66. Pick up sticks. Whose is that? 66. Pick up sticks. Where have we got? Oh, nice. Oh, well done. We'll be round for tea during the week. Thank you. 66. Awesome. All right, Dave. You can't Woo. choose your own. Oh, Doug Bird. 85. 85. Let's go. 85. 174. 174. Wow. This is the Kiss Me Day. For some meat. Oh, over the back. Hunting and fishing, hunting and fishing Ooh. voucher. Fifty dollars, amazing. Oh, I love hunt. oh, don't burn okay. hunting and fishing. Number sixty-four. Sixty-four. Open the door. Sixty-four. Open the door. Sixty-four. Oh, hunting and fishing. Survival pack. Well done. All right. What have right. we got next? Oh, oh vouchers oh, from Miner. Now these these were donated. Two $50 vouchers from Stu and Katie. Stu. Thank you so much. Go and grab a coffee at their cafe during the week and bless them. They're an amazing blessing to our house. So we've got a voucher. 
Mad Mata, well done. Very good. Very inspiring. I see some of the faces there. There's one over there. That'll be that one there. See if you can find them afterwards. See if you can find the guys. See what they look like in the flesh. Make sure I haven't been photoshopped. <laughs> Great. Okay, if you've got a Bible with you, you can open up in Deuteronomy 31 verse 23. And uh, I'm just praying and thinking about what I could share this morning just on Father's Day. And we've got uh, many fathers here. How are all the fathers? Who are the fathers here? All the fathers. Wow, look at that. Come on, give all the fathers a clap. That's great. So many dads here today. And uh, what about any grandfathers? How many, who are the grandfathers? Oh, there's one there. Many, oh, there's others. Hey, a grandfather in the front here. Whoa. And down the back, over there. Wow, there's, give the grandfathers a big clap now. Come on. Now, did we get anyone that's a great grandfather? Any? Wow, Bill. Oh, there's another one in the back there. Awesome. Come on, give them a clap too. Man, you deserve a chocolate for that, Bill. Wow, that's fantastic. So it's a great, great day to honor dads. And uh, I felt to share a message just very simply called one word, courage. Courage. I want to challenge us to have courage. And so we'll be directing it primarily to men since it's Father's Day. But this still applies to every, every person here, whether you're, whether you're a dad or not a dad. It's still and a, particularly a challenge for men today. So Deuteronomy uh, Deuteronomy and chapter 31 and verse 23, verse 23. And this is a transition taking place between two generations. So you have the generation that came out of Egypt led by Moses, and then a new generation is emerging. And with every new generation, there are new challenges. And so the generation that lived with Moses saw many wonderful things, but now a new generation was emerging and it needed new leadership. And one of the great challenges today is the challenge for leadership, the challenge to give direction, the challenge for people to step up and be unashamed to give good and godly leadership. And so in this moment here where there's a transition taking place, the transition takes place by God appointment. God chooses the person that will replace Moses. That can't have been a hard job. It's never easy to follow someone who's been successful. It's a real challenge. But the challenge Moses faced was a, a Joshua faced a tremendous challenge, and God speaks to him. And I want you to see the words that God spoke to him. And he didn't speak them once. These words are repeated probably about five or six times. In other words, they're very important words. This is what Joshua spoke to him. He said, be strong and of good courage. Be strong and of good courage. For you will bring the children of Israel into the land that I swore to them, and I will be with you. I will be with you. So notice here, as he's giving a, a, a command to him, the command is to be courageous, for there's another generation depends on the decisions and the leadership you give. And whether you've thought about that, but another generation depends on the leadership and decisions that you make. And whatever stage we are in life, there'll eventually come a stage where others are looking to us for leadership and direction. And the challenge is not whether we get it all right or not whether we even know completely all that we should do, but do we demonstrate the characteristic of courage? Courage. Courage in the face of adversity, courage in the face of prosperity. Because both adversity and prosperity can cause us to lose courage and begin to draw back from the responsibilities of leadership. And uh, I am very fortunate. I had a father and father-in-law who invested in family. Particularly my father-in-law thought of a legacy for the next generation. And so we should live a life that's not just for us, but has in mind that there are people that will be influenced by the life we live. And I want to encourage any, every one of us here to consider whether we are developing courage. I don't think anyone's arrived in it, but we can develop courage. We can display courage. I want to show you some ways a man could display courage. So the word courage, what does courage mean? Courage doesn't mean you don't feel fear. In fact, many people have been extremely courageous, have deeply felt fear. But to be courageous means to have a spirit or an attitude of determination 
that you will stand and face the challenge. You'll face the difficulty. You'll face the discouragement. You'll face the pressure. You'll face the opposition and you won't quit. You will push through. That's what courage looks like. It's not that you feel great. It's not that you feel very bold. It's just that you show a relentless determination not to wither or yield when difficulties and challenges come in front of you. And I, I've looked on, you know, online, I watch and send funnies around here and there, but one of the things I've observed developing in the West now is what I call fragile people. People that have been overprotected, people that have been over smothered and, and they've been able to escape the consequences of decision, they become very fragile and everything offends them. Everything offends them. So you see constantly through America, laws even being bent because someone might be offended if I believe differently to them. That is an outrageous deterioration in character that will destroy a nation. You're not responsible for the feelings of other people. You're responsible to be courageous. And so it's going to require a generation that will be courageous. If you look at media and you have a look what's happening, particularly in America now, to stand and voice an opinion, you will be attacked. And you must not wither. You have to learn how to stand and hold your ground in the face of contrary opinions, criticism, and rejection. And that's what courage looks like. For many of us, it'll never be something great that'll be seen out on a battlefield, but there are little battlefields we face. Everyone faces little battlefields. And I wonder what are the battlefields that you are facing? And what are the decisions you need to make that you will be courageous in the face of that pressure? Courageous in the face of the pressure you face. So we can gather here and we can celebrate and be joyful and rejoice and it's right to do that. But when we walk out of here, we walk into a battlefield where we face challenges to us. Will we be strong and courageous? I want to just share with you several areas where in my own life I've had to develop courage. And particularly I want to look at it in relationship to family building. Because one of the most challenging things today is to build great families, great marriages, great families. They're the foundation of a society. If the families crumple, as they are crumpling everywhere now, then every part of society begins to collapse inward on itself, becoming self-indulgent, and the fiber, the backbone of the nation is destroyed. So I want to talk then just about just some areas of developing courage. And I, I believe one, at least one of them, will, will challenge you. And uh, I find... Uh, one of the things really lacking in home and family now is strong leadership, my men. Because for something like 30 years, men and husbands and fathers have been under tremendous attack through media and through society to erode the God-given identity and role of a man. And so now we're suffering and enduring the nonsense of, of this movement to accept multiple gender identities. It's just... God made man and woman. It's as simple as that. There are just two. So you need to know which one you are and stand up and be fully that. And I want to share with you some, just some things that where we can be courageous. Number one, leadership in the family. I want to challenge men who are going to become fathers one day or who are already fathers, already in a family, to demonstrate courageous servant leadership in the family. A family is a unit that needs leadership and direction, needs guidance. In Matthew chapter 20, verse 26 to 28, Jesus said this, if you want to be great, if you want to be great, you're nothing wrong with wanting to be great, but he said how you become great is by developing a servant heart where you're here not to rule and dominate. He said in the world, people bear, rule over one another. They bear down on people. They push people around. They control people. But he said the characteristic of the kingdom and kingdom leadership is that there is a servant heart, a heart that is not afraid to stand up and say, this is the direction we're going, and then rolls up the sleeves and gets alongside people and helps them to get there. It's both standing up and being visionary and it's stepping down and coming alongside to help people. 
And so we can make a decision how we're going to live our life and what we will do. Uh, families need leadership. So a passive man will never lead. A passive man is a man who has resigned himself to accepting what happens. He just become compliant. He's lost his courage. He's lost the manliness inside him. And there's been things that have happened, no doubt, in his life. I think part of it's the pressure culture, part of it's the disappointments and hurts of life. But when a man draws back and becomes passive, the household is left without the male leadership. And the householders then, every part of that household will suffer because of that. So I want to challenge men to be courageous and to become a servant leader in the home. That doesn't mean you say, I'm going to take the lead now, boss. If you've neglected the responsibility, then repentance is required. If you've neglected to be responsible, neglected to lead, then it requires a deep repentance. And it requires a humbling yourself to apologize and then serving your way to the leadership is acknowledged. But make no mistake, God does have a kingdom order that brings blessing. And that kingdom order, God is the head of Christ. Christ is the head of the man. Man is the head of the woman. It's a relational dynamic that makes a family work well. It takes courage in this culture to stand up and say, I'll lead like that. So I want, to, I want you to think about that one. And, and think of what's needed to shift what you're doing right now. Here's the second area I'd like to share where courage is needed. Courage is needed to build a legacy, a godly legacy for the next generation. In Proverbs 13, 22, it says, A good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. So think about this. A good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. So a selfish man will consume what he has for himself and can't see past his own things. A courageous man starts to think how I can build, not for my children, but also I can build for the generation that comes after that. That takes courage. It takes a decision because there'll be resistance. There's always resistance to building family. There's always resistance. You know, if you're going to build a family, if you're going to leave a legacy, you've got to think what I'm going to leave. I encourage you to think what legacy you will leave we can leave a legacy of experiences we shared together. I, and physical things come and go. A lot of people make too much fuss on having gadgets and things like that, but the thing you remember are the experiences. We've worked to create experiences for our family. We still were doing that with our grandchildren, creating experiences together of sharing life together, and in that shared life, memories are formed because of the emotional impact that the experience has on them. Long after you remember the things you bought and sold, you'll remember the experiences you had and the joy, the connection, the fun, the whatever of that moment. It takes courage to stand up because everything will push against you doing that. The needs, all kinds of things. So experiences are one thing. So I wonder what kind of legacy you're leaving. We can leave a legacy of experiences we've shared together. We can leave a legacy also of our personal example of what kind of life you've lived as a husband, as a father, as a man. Now, your example as a man, I just got a text just arrived right then. It's from one of my daughters overseas and just honoring me for the example I've been for her. You see, that's, that's true riches. That is true riches. That's a consequence of lots of little decisions over years to invest and build a legacy for the next generation. And we're still doing it, not just with them, but also with the children that are coming after us. That's what a good man does. So we need to look to the Word of God. We need to look to God's wisdom for family building so that we begin to embrace that a good man will actually invest into the children, his experience, he's set an example for them, and pray for them. You see, people say, well, you've got so many grandchildren, how can you remember all their names? It's easy, I pray for them every day. It's not hard to go through the list. It's not hard when they're in your heart. It's when they're not in your heart because you become selfish. And that's where courage is needed, to keep focused on what is absolutely necessary. Another area that we can show courage uh, in terms of, uh, of, of this is the area of just supporting our kids, supporting our grandchildren, being there for them when they need help, being there to invest in them and talk with them. A lot of men are silent. They don't talk. You don't know what they're thinking, what they're feeling. It takes courage to break out of that and come alongside when you and, and invest and say words. Speak words of affirmation, words of love, words of blessing, words of encouragement, words into their heart that help them. 
So this is what it, this is what it looks like. Here's another one. It takes courage to overcome personal temptations. So if you're going to be a godly man, a godly leader, a godly person, you're going to face temptations in life. In James 1, it tells us, blessed is the man who perseveres courageously overcoming the temptations in life, for God has a reward of life for him. So there is a life and a blessing God brings on you when you make a personal internal stand to fight instead of being overcome by the things that come around us. No man doesn't face sexual temptation. It's thrown in your face every day. But if we yield to that and break our faithfulness as a spouse to our, our wife, there's a devastating impact in the family. So it takes courage. It takes a decision and a determination within to push back on that kind of pressure that comes. The little things that come, the little images, the little pressures, the suggestions, the opportunities, all those kind of things. It takes a courageous man to fight and push back on those. You face temptation around finances, to take shortcuts, to be dishonest, to spend on yourself instead of thinking about the family good. It takes courage to be a person that resists all of that temptation and keeps godly priorities around their finances. It's just a joy. I was talking to my granddaughter today. A joy to see as she's placed God first, people can't understand why it is there's such blessing flows around her life. Opportunities come around her. And I was pointing out to her how when you put God first in this area, then, they, then it says, seek first the kingdom of God. Then things are added to you. I said, you're experiencing things being added to you at the age of 15, 16. Things coming to you without effort that everyone else wishes they could have and strive for. I said, it's because you've aligned your life with God and the flow of blessing is real now because it's your lifestyle. That takes courage because people laugh at you, make fun of you, and think you're weird doing all that kind of stuff. And I mean through all of that, when people laughed and thought I was weird because we put God first and we put him first in our finances, first in our lives, didn't follow the course of everyone else, and we took a different path. But it's later on down the years, that's when you see the consequence. When you make these decisions to be a godly person, when you make these decisions to overcome temptation, when you make and fight those little battles and push back on those things, uh, tax to, to, uh, on your ego, all these kinds of things, when you push back on them, you may see nothing much at the time, but over the course of your life, those little things bring a stream of blessing and you look back and you see the great influence you've had. But it takes courage to stay on course. I remember sitting in a meal I had come, I'd been to university, I had a, you know, went to university for many years, and then I met with the graduates class that I had been with, and we all talked about what we were doing. And so one was the head of this uh, government department, and the other was well up in this, and the other was well up, all, and all told me the kind of money they're earning, and, and uh, they said, what are you doing? I said, well, I was teaching, but I quit my job. I've given my life up now to serve the Lord. I've just got a school of 25 children, Christian school. I could see they didn't say a word. The look said it all. He has lost his marbles. He has gone religious. I could, you, could see, you could just see it. But in the course of the years that followed, I've seen the path we took and how God blessed us and the path and how they've struggled with all kinds of things. It's not how it begins, it's how it ends. It takes courage to see and look ahead and say, if I trust God's way, this is going to work out for me. If I overcome this temptation now, there's a reward that comes afterwards. Character is built by lots of little decisions. You've got to face those kind of things. Decisions around integrity, around temptation, those kind of things. So cowardly people compromise just to feel good. Courageous people say no. I'm committed to this course. I'm not giving up because it's hard. Here's another one. Here's another one. A, 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 a courageous person will make a, a, a commitment to build a relationship with Jesus Christ. Why is that? In the world today, it's all about doing your own thing, going your own way. It takes courage to stand up and recognize I have a need for Jesus Christ. I have a need in my life for spiritual power to overcome the challenges of life. That takes humility. It also takes courage because when you stand up and you identify, I'm a Christian, I love Jesus Christ, I follow the Lord, I build my life around the principles of the Word of God, people are not exactly going to take that very well. 
and there's often pushback. Quite, it takes courage and strength. I've got many friends in China right now. They face literally physical persecution every day just because they're a Christian. There are many countries now where Christians are being put to death. Media is very quiet about it, but I get alternative media and I see all over the world that we're living in days when there are more Christians being killed today than any other time in history. The media is very silent about it, but it's happening. You can hear it's all the way through Africa, Middle East, and all of these countries, these conflicts are going over. It takes courage. Now, in those countries, it's courage to make a stand when your life is at risk. In this country, it's difficult to make a stand when your comfort is at risk. Here, the battle is not against someone who's going to take your head off. The battle is against feeling comfortable. I just want to feel comfortable and cruisy and leave me alone. Thank you very much. It takes courage to make a commitment. I will stand and I will move along for Jesus Christ. I encourage you to consider your relationship with the Lord. Give you a couple others, then I'll show you just a simple key on developing courage. Uh, here's another one. It takes courage to open your life for change. I, I've, in, in my journey, I realized there were many areas of my life that were in deep pain. In many areas of my life, I had suffered. Many areas of my life, I needed healing. Otherwise, I would bleed over my family and the brokenness of my own life would come into my family. It takes courage to face the brokenness in your life and open your life for God to change you. It takes courage to recognize some things are not right and they need to be fixed, they need to be healed, they need to be changed. And so it takes great courage to admit, actually there's a part of my life that's broken, I'll connect with other men, I'll open my life for help, I'll let the Lord change and transform me on the inside. That takes courage to do that. It's very easy to avoid the pain and just go distract yourself doing some other thing, getting busy with your work, busy with this and that, and not facing what's needed. Here's another area it takes courage, and I'll show you just a couple of things so how you can gain courage in your life. It takes courage to lead your family into a relationship with the Lord. It takes courage to build a family altar. What does that mean, a family altar? Not building some physical thing. To actually, as the father and the head of the home say, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. That's what Joshua said. He said, well, don't follow all the way everyone else is going. As for me and my house, I've made a decision for my household. We will honor God with our lives. And so I believe it's very important for men to be courageous that the household will be a household that honors God. That you will actually have a place and a time where you meet together over meal to talk and share and pray for one another. When the children were all growing up, we had a regular pattern where we had the Bible or we had a, a version of the Bible where we read Bible stories and then there were comic stories, there were the whole of it. They got through all the Bible. We, we wore out about three of those books. Every day we'd pray together as a family. Now, it doesn't look a lot at the time. It takes courage to keep it going. But over the course of life, you see the fruit of it. You are sowing the seed of values and godliness into children that will bring forth fruit at a later time. But it takes courage because it's easy when everyone's busy, there's demand of this and that, to actually hold your ground and say, no, this is who we are. This is the family we're building. Today, we need people to be courageous. How could you become courageous? There's many ways we can become courageous. I believe number one, draw next to the Lord who is courageous. You have a look at the life of Jesus Christ. He was courageous. He held his course. When everyone walked away from him, he didn't flinch and compromise his message. When everyone abandoned him, he stood strong to his beliefs. So if you're going to be courageous, there's some things you can do. Number one, I believe, is that we begin to build a relationship with the Lord. The Bible says that, uh, that God strengthens us with might or courage or strength in the inward man. In other words, if you want to get strength, it's got to be on the inside. God's spirit and God's word would put strength into your life if you'll spend that time with him. Secondly, we need to connect with courageous people. If you hang out with people who are fearful and cowardly and compromising, you'll become like that. We need to connect with people that are courageous. You need to actually intentionally find people who stand up and are not afraid to hear their, to sound out their voice, not afraid to stand up and speak out. Because when you get near them, something of their courage comes on you. It, listen, listen, with David, it says of David's guys, all the people that gravitated to David 
everyone that gravitated David, it said they were sore, they were distressed and in debt, and they were really in a bad shape. But, but David had on him a spirit of might. He was a mighty warrior. Nothing would fear for it, cause him fear. He never drew back from a battle. Never drew back. When Goliath came, he said, who's going to take him out? What am I going to get if I take him out? And they said, who do you think you are? And he said, isn't there a cause? Isn't there a cause? This thing's defying us. Doesn't it need someone to stand up and do something? And, and the Bible says when Goliath came to intimidate him, he ran to him. That, that's a spirit of might. That's, a, that's something upon his life. It's courage in his heart. And it tells us later on that David then was surrounded by mighty men. In other words, what was in him, his faith, his courage, his walk with God flowed over them and people that were distressed, in debt and troubled and failures in life, now it says they become mighty men. It lists them. It lists 30 of his mighty men. These were the mighty men that David had. And many, it tells what they did. One man stood in a field, slew 800 by himself. Another one leapt into a pit and killed a lion. All these mighty men, because they hung out with a mighty man. You've got to decide who your companions are going to be. You can have companions, but who are your friends going to be? You want to at least have some friends that are courageous. Because I tell you what, when you get with them, you will feel challenged not to compromise, not to step back, not to quit, not to give up. You will feel inside you something stirring. This is who I'm called to be. That's why the Bible says, wake up the mighty men. See, even though they're asleep, they're still mighty men. And there's a lot of men here, a mighty man, just need to wake up and realize who I am. I'm not fearful. I'm not overcome. I'm a mighty man of God. See, if you want to become a courageous person, get some principles inside you. Get the Word of God in you and get some convictions what you believe in. Don't come like, well, I don't know, oh, maybe, maybe, maybe. No, get to, I believe this. Form some solid convictions. That means make a commitment to truth. If you don't make a commitment to truth, I believe this and hold on to it, you'll just waver like this and that. We need people today that will be strong and courageous in their lives. Strong and courageous, not just for yourself, but for the generation that's coming up. Generation that's gone through all kinds of things, but that pendulum must swing. It must swing back. And what will cause it to swing back? A godly man and woman standing up saying, it's going to be different. I'm not following the crowd. I'm going this way. That's what Joy and I have done all our lives. We're not following the crowd. We're going this way. And when the crowd went that way, I said, we're leaving. We're going this way. I've lost many, many people, many friends over the years because I followed the course God gave. I didn't feel good about it. I felt lonely and I felt rejected and I felt sad. But we still did it. And then you see the fruit. It requires courageous people that'll make their decisions and stand firm. Stand firm. Are you such a person? You are by God's design. You just have to agree with God and make it your decision. This is what I'm going to be. God has called me a courageous man. God has called me a courageous woman. He put His Spirit in me because He believes that greater is He in me than he that's in the world. Therefore, whatever challenge life builds, I will not fold. I will not quit. I will not draw back. I will stand and move forward. Now, there'll be many courageous people here, and I don't know you all, and I don't know the battles where you fought because no one but God saw it. But God saw it. God saw it. And that's the one, the audience of one we play for. If you play for the crowd, you'll be led by the crowd. But if you just set your heart, I'm going to live for the audience of one. God is watching me all the time on every decision, every little battle. He is watching to promote me. If I show courage, I'm sure Joshua was overwhelmed with the task. And so God said, be strong and be courageous. I am with you. And there's a generation needs you to be like that. Will you be like that for their sake? It doesn't matter what age you are here. Every one of us faces the challenge 
to grow in courage, to grow in courage to make a stand somewhere and start to push back and say, this is what I believe I'm committing to building. Will you be such a person? Why don't we close our eyes right now? Close our eyes. Father, we thank you. We thank you, Lord, for the example Jesus gave, modeling for us what a true son of God looks like. Humble, servant, prayerful, courageous, courageous, courageous. In the midst of adversity, courageous, not quitting. In the midst of pressure and difficulty, of disappointment, of betrayal, of things going wrong, of criticism, rejection, maintaining the course. Courageous. It starts with a relationship with the Lord. Perhaps there's someone here and you've never made even the first step to let God change your life, transform you from the inside out by opening your life to Jesus Christ. When we're born into this world, we're born without God. We're born separated from Him because of sin. We have a tendency to run our life our own way. That's what sin is, and it manifests in many different sad ways. But we can be transformed and become a mighty person. Whoever received Jesus Christ and believed on Him, He gave them the authority, the right to become a child of God. God puts a spirit into them. They become quite a new person. They become a man, woman of courage. Something is in them that makes them different. Would you be such a person? It takes a step, just one step to make a decision. I will respond to Jesus Christ. I will connect to someone who is courageous. I will connect to someone who loved me. I connect to someone who gave his life for me. I will connect and join with him and walk with him and his courage will come upon me. That would be a great step for you to make today. Is anyone really at that place right now to make that? What's holding you back from making the decision to receive Jesus? If you're here today and and you're right there. You feel God drawing you. Make that decision now. Would you raise your hand and just say, I want to receive Jesus. I want to receive Jesus today. Anyone here right in that place today, just raise your hand. Just raise your hand. If you're right at that place, you want to receive the Lord, just put your hand up so I can see. Pray with you. Is there anyone here today? Perhaps there's some here today, and as I've spoken, you realize that I have lost courage. I need to turn back to the source of my strength. David said, the Lord is the strength of my life. He said, wait on the Lord and be of good courage. He will strengthen your heart. So over and over and over, those that wait upon the Lord shall exchange their strength for His almighty courage and strength. So is there someone here today and you say, God is challenging me to make a stand. I've given up ground, I let go, I drew back for whatever reason, but today I repent, I take up that responsibility, I begin to stand up again, I begin to embrace. I'll be a marriage builder, I'll be a family builder, I'll stand against temptation, I'll be a church builder, I'll work with the church, the house of God to build it, I'll invest time, I'll invest my energy to be a kingdom builder. If that's you today, would you raise your hand and say, God is speaking to me about an area of my life. There's so many hands coming up right now. Father, I thank you for each one here. Thank Thank you, Lord, for people have determined to become courageous, determined to make a stand. Thank you. Is there anyone else? Just put your hand up. Put your hand up right now. God bless. God bless. I see hands going up everywhere. Hands going up everywhere. Father, we thank you. Come on, we stand right now. I believe God wants to release His presence on people, wants to release a fresh boldness around your life. It says of the disciples who were all so fearful, it says the people heard them and said, they've been with Jesus. They've been hanging out with Jesus. They caught some of His attitude. They got His Spirit on their life. Perhaps there's some here today and you say, I'd like to come and lift my hands to the Lord at the front. I'd like you to lay hands on me and pray an impartation of courage, an impartation of boldness into my life. I'd like you to do that. Would you do that, Pastor? I will certainly do that. I will certainly. Once you come up to the front, if that's you today and you say, I want an impartation from the Lord, a touch of God to restore my confidence and boldness again. Once you come, lift your hands to the Lord. Begin to cry out to Him. Man, man, where are the mighty men? Where are the men that'll build the house of God? Where are the men that'll build great marriages? Where are the men that will build great families? Where are those men? Oh, I see mighty men emerging. I see men emerging. I see men emerging. 
I see the church beginning to change as mighty men emerge. Mighty men coming out of brokenness, coming out of disappointment, coming out of rejection, coming out of abuse, coming out of the caves, coming out of the places of hiding, saying, God, here am I, use me, here am I, use me, here am I, use me, Lord, anoint me, Lord, commission me, Lord, I'm available to you. of courage, an impartation of the spirit of might. Come upon men today, Lord. Come upon the women that are here. Come upon each person. Release upon their lives your presence and power.
fantastic day. Be blessed. Make some courageous decisions this week. And we'll see you next week. Thank you.